Hi, this is Jessica Heron, mom of two, serial entrepreneur, the founder and CEO of Stella and Dot Social Retail. And this is my podcast, Self Made. Welcome to season two. This podcast is filled with take action tips and inspiration to help you create the life that you want, integrating success in work, life, and your personal well being. Our core belief at Self Made is that you are in charge of you. Only you can define your success and only you can create it. Success is not one size fits all and it's not for just the predetermined few, it's for you. This podcast is a companion way to learn to Self Made University, an online and open place to discover free courses to help you level up in life and in business. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Self Made Podcast. I am so excited because guess who's on the line? Guess who we are listening to? The Leslie Blodgett. Leslie, I'm so happy that you and I are talking, even though we're both at home. Yes, thanks for having me. What a great idea to do it this way. And welcome to the podcast, Long Overdue. And I think we're doing it now. One, we should have done this a long time ago, but there's reason to celebrate and have you on now because you just launched a pretty good book <laughs> called Pretty Good Advice. <laughs> and I, so I, first of all, before I ask you questions, I have to introduce you. I, I feel like it's a good assumption to say you are beyond introduction. But in case you are a listener who does not yet know who the queen of beauty is, that's Leslie Blodgett. And she's just this incredible woman who I feel very lucky to call friend. And truly, I get the benefit of her pretty good advice because she is on the board of Stella and Dot. She's an official advice giver for me, but she's a serious badass. Uh, So Leslie's story is unbelievable. She was someone who really built with an incredible team that was the CEO of Bare Minerals. One of the people I could count on, you know, very, not a lot, I don't need a lot of hands and fingers to count the number of females that were able to build a company, take it from what you did, take it public, build it into the size so it, that you did with close to $2 billion when it was sold. And I, not that all of that is what we need to validate that people should listen up when you give advice. Um, But I really do think they should because you have uh, a life that I cannot wait for other people to peer into because it's not just your business success. You You have an amazing marriage. You're an incredible mother and now grandmother. And you're probably the most interesting, funny person I know. Oh, Thanks. I don't know how interesting I am, but I, I guess I shouldn't say that since I just wrote a book. So maybe I, let me take that back or edit that part. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, you are so actually not only interesting, but inspiring. Like I want to, I want to grow up to be you, but oh. um, I'm really lucky that you are on this to share pretty good advice with people. And I have to say, people listening, you do not want to just listen to this podcast. You have to go get this book. And I'm not just saying that to plug Leslie because she's a friend, but because I feel like I am in service to you, which is actually one of her pieces of advice is be in service. But because there's 97 insights, we're going to go over three and then get some self-made take action advice from Leslie. But I, I could not pick which one I wanted to share. I realized I want you to tell everybody everything. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's called the, the book. So... <laughs> 
you need to do the audible version because I do want to listen to you. Like, oh, so I just did it last week. They sent me the equipment to my house and I had to do it from home. So I remember when you were doing yours for your book, your whole process with the book was amazing. That was very helpful for me. And uh, it's weird to read the book when you've never read it. But well, it, what's sad about it is you want to edit it. You're like, oh, wait, I just read that out loud and I kind of want to. And you're like, no, no, too late. It's, it's printed. <laughs> I'm like, that's a really long sentence. Are we sure that? Yeah. Yeah. It's very awkward and out of order. Oops. <laughs> like, I've read this 1,000 times and yet. Um, okay. So, with that, no further ado, that's my just plug. Is that I, have the, I got the ebook version, it's amazing. Um, I will still buy the Audible book when you come out with it because it's something I'd want to listen to all the time. It soaks people in funny wisdom that just hits the heart. So I I found a few of the insights I want to share, but actually, I mean, so I'll I'll point those out, but I want you to share the the three pieces of pretty good advice that you think are most relevant um, from your book because you know know, self-made listeners and the Stella Dot um, yeah. Yeah. So well, so, oh. uh, I can, I can tell you some that I want you to share. But first I, I just want to say that I've been on your board for how many, six, seven years. I don't even, I don't remember the date, but it's been a long time. And the reason it was pre-launch of ever our skincare brand. Yeah. So it has been seven years, Leslie, seven, seven years. lucky years on my side. So, and I have told you this before, but you are one of the most special leaders I have ever seen in action. And it's been a privilege to be on your board and to see how you lead this company and your, your product line and your customer care and your care of your, your team is, well, first of all, that's how I feel about how we should relate to people is have real relationships and real trust. And you do that. And I, it's been just such a privilege to see you in action. And I love your community. So much. So thank you for having me on today. And, you know, for me, I've always wanted to write a book. Number one, because I read books. I'm a book reader. I collect them. I collect rare books. I believe in the written word. And, you know, I didn't want to write like a memoir or like a traditional memoir. My book is 97 Ideas, but it is about my life. And they are stories and concepts that have come from elementary school till today. And because I'm 57 years old now, I feel like I've had many, many years uh, of a life so far and a lot of reflection. So it wasn't easy to get the 97, although I wanted a hundred, but I couldn't finish the last three before the deadline. Oh, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I believe that you know that odd numbers are more compelling and therefore you did 97 because it's more interesting. Am I right? Are you just saying that because you are such a brilliant marketer and such an interesting, creative person that I was like, of course it's 97. It would never be 100. Well, I started with 120 and I wanted to see how many I could get done before um, deadline. So it's funny. I think you're right. I think 100 would have been too clean. In oh, yeah. but, but there is something I, I wanted to share okay. that without giving it away. I found a massive, massive typo in my book that was like shocking. Like a really bad typo. What is and it? I decided, and this is, like, I'm launching a book during the pandemic here. So I yeah. had a big book tour planned and I'm going to 22 cities around the country. And so I'm doing it from home. So I'm, re- I'm really reading it. <laughs> there was this typo when I thought, you know what? We need some silver linings and we need some 
happy moments. Instead of brooding about this and getting upset, I decided to do a typo contest where people have till the end of May, if they find it, or even if they don't get the right one, they send it in. I'm giving away $1,000 at oh the my gosh. end of May just to have some fun with this. So somebody, so I'm trying to laugh. Is it like a typo that like is like turns it into like a cuss word or like something offensive? Like it, I'm now I I'm very curious. I want to go search for the typo. I can't even my team. They said we need to know so that when they're when they're going to be coming in with their answers, we need to know. I'm like, no, you have to find it yourself. The whole point is you have to find. It. So no, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. But it's a big enough deal that when it, when we do announce, you'll be like, wow, how did we miss that? So <laughs> I'm sure. I, okay. <laughs> Well, I want you to right. share some, I'm going to make you spill some of this advice in self-made and then people are going to go yeah. get the rest and find the typo. And get yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is such a win right now. But what I really loved reading this during the pandemic. So oh. one of the things of advice that you, I found when I was reading your book, here I am, you are on my board. You're literally the role is to give me advice. And yet I feel like it, things you've been giving me advice on for years hit home for me in this beautiful story about your grandparents not giving you money for platform shoes. <laughs> Do you know that one? Kara, should I tell you? Should I prompt you further on the yeah. one bit of insight I want you to t- share that I feel like, yeah, that's it. It's don't be a copycat. Right. Yeah. And you know what? That is a, a line I say in my head my, my entire career. Uh, when we're creating new products and new ideas and and new distribution strategies and, and all of that. It's like, don't be a kind, don't follow what other people are doing. Try and mark our own way. And it was basically, I want platforms. So this is the seventies and I wanted these really cute platforms everyone was wearing. And I, I worked f- from a very early age. I made my own money, but it was still expensive and I didn't. So I asked my grandparents, I asked my mother first. She said, no, I asked my grandparents and they said, no, Mostly because why would you want to look like the other girls? That's not, that's not the Leslie we know. So it, my mother never wanted me to look like everyone else. So she would make my clothes. My grandmother made her clothes growing up. So there was always a, a bit of self-expression going on from an, from an early age. I eventually did get the platforms because you can't make your own shoes. I'm sorry. That is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> so, um, but the, the idea of just coming up with um, an idea because somebody else is doing it isn't the reason to do it. To uh, so I, I think the way I look at business and, and ideas and generating new um, innovation really comes comes down to do I want to be to lead the idea or do I want to just follow and take the easy way up? So I think that's what the copycat uh, means to me. I, I, I love it. And, and I think that it's so tempting and easy to be a copycat, especially in business. And it's often somewhat encouraged and almost fostered by, well, let's do the market research and let's, let's do this and we're testing this and this is working, but you never break through that way. And you don't ever have authenticity and a wow that way. And so one of the things I love about you and true, and you're still doing it is you, you do have that as part of your spirit. And now I'm getting a little bit of an insight of where it was cultivated by these like apparently great matriarchs in your mom and your grandmother, yeah, yeah. that they were always get shaping you to be your own person. Yeah, yeah. Because you're quirky. Like you're always coming up with these awesome, fun, like only Leslie ideas. 
but that was celebrated versus like discouraged, you know? So that, that's, I think that's really important. Yeah. Like wearing a scarf as a top, uh, like a kerchief as a top versus on my head, you know, you just, I wouldn't put things where, and that's what I love, you know, about your jewelry. You give us five ways to wear it. <laughs> so it's not like you're going to always wear it the same way you can wear it different, you know, and I love, that about your keep as well, that it's all about self-expression. Indiv- yeah, I mean, I actually really do love accessories and beauty for the form of self-expression. You know, that's what it is. It's about feeling vibrant and alive in yourself because you're expressing your uniqueness and, and yeah. people thrive that way, right? So I, so, so I agree with that. Okay, I'm going to ask you another one, okay. uh, which I, I really love, and I, I hope I'm paraphrasing it. This is the story about being, um, be desperate. Yeah. This is a great insight. I feel this way. Yeah. So I, um, I learned about myself that when things were got really bad, when I was on the verge of hiding and maybe even a depression or sadness or horror, that's when all of my Mm-hmm. gears would start spinning and I would all I'd come out of it with even more creativity <laughs> because when you're I always found in my life that when I was most desperate and the QVC story comes out of that too um I applied to FIT Fashion Institute of Technology in New York to get into the cosmetic program there and because my mother said you know what we don't know what we're going to do with you <laughs> you need some direction you've always liked makeup why don't you try that so I applied to get in and I was rejected because I didn't have beauty industry experience. And I thought, wait, I'm a young person and I don't, of course I don't have experience, but I had to go out and get experience. And I had to go to the department stores in Manhattan. I went to see if I could sell makeup behind the counter because that was experience. And sure enough, I would go to all of them. I went to, well, Gimbel's was around at the time. I went to Macy's, I went to Bloomingdale's and no one would hire me because I didn't have experience. And that just, none of it made sense. So I was, I I was sleeping on couches. I didn't even, I didn't have money for rent. I was just begging people to let me stay with them. And finally with Bloomingdale's, I just decided to go to their office every morning, the buying office and wait for the buyer to come in. And it was a really narrow hallway. And she had to pass me every morning, like literally bump into me until finally at the end of the week, she invited me and she said, I'm going to give you a job just to get you know, you're, <laughs> you're annoying. So annoying. <laughs> so I got a job, but it was like, I was, I was that, uh, desperate to the point where I had, I better just figure, figure this out. And it, and I did. And because of that experience it turned out so well, I mean, I got into FIT, I got other, uh, counter jobs that were amazing. I, that empowered me. I mean, that really gave me confidence that that little idea, like just standing there every morning <laughs> with a smile, um, with a good attitude, that worked. So let me let me just remember remember that that I am really good when things aren't looking good. You know, I that the I wanted to bring that one up again. Of like, it was impossible to pick. Everybody's got to read every single one, all ninety seven. But I. Pick that one up because I think a lot of people might feel more desperate than normal right now. And you were really good at advice and the best advice, and I want you to know this. I hope you know this. I said it then and I hope, I think I did anyway. And I hope you know this. The phone call I had with you shortly after our whole COVID panic was probably the best, most helpful advice I've gotten like in my life and my career because you really shifted my mindset and calmed me down. 
you know, and in and you brought me back to that place. Like, just remember, like, you're really good at this. Like, you know how to be tough. And when things are like desperate and because the world is desperate, like that's actually when you shine, you know? And, and so that was this advice really resonated with me. And, um, I think a lot of people have to remember that, especially now, you know, where there's unemployment rate is tough. The world is unknown. And so when you stop and think about it, most people started doing something extraordinary when times are really, really tough. Yeah. And the way exactly, and the way we have to look at it is there are going to be people that will emerge from this better. And mm-hmm. why can't you be that people? I mean, why does it have to be somebody else? We, we all are, are um, able and creative enough and have that thought process if you have that belief that it's, someone's going to do it, why not me? And there are different tricks that I play on myself that help me. Like I'm a competitive person, like put me out there in a volleyball game. I'm not very good at it, but I like to win. And if you just think about there's somebody out there that's going to win, then you might want to win too. There's different games you can play, whatever it takes. And you know what? This is a rough time. Let's just face that. And we need those moments and days and hours to give ourselves that time. I'm it for me, I have to, I had to emerge sooner. Number one, I had a book that was coming out and I needed, Mm -hmm. and I believe in my book and I believe in the advice in this book, but I had to get enough courage to be able to talk about that when people are scared out of their minds. So Mm -hmm. I had to find certain things inside of me that maybe weren't ready to come out. So one of the things that I did, which is also in the book, and I, this is going to sound silly, but then 10 minute naps, like in the middle of the day. Oh, me too. I've never napped in my life until yeah. this pandemic. Happened. And it's, they're so helpful. And for me, I set my, they have to be on the floor. So I'm living on the floor since the shelter in place. I sit on the floor all the time. And then I, my naps. Are I, I can vouch for that. That's actually true. I'm on Zoom with you often. And you are always sitting on the floor. I'm always on the floor. And that's because I need to move my body. And if I'm just on a chair, it's, it's not enough movement for me. So I'm always stretching and moving. And napping on the floor, even as CEO, Jessica, I would nap on the floor in my office <laughs> with the door closed for 10 minutes. And I would wake up refreshed. And another tip there is to have a cup of coffee right before the nap because it takes 10 minutes for the coffee to kick in. And then you're really, truly invigorated. There's so much research on how um, sleeping is really important in general. And that the only really good sleep you have is when you're seven. There's research on that. We we (laughs) don't get good sleep after that. So you have to kind of- You know what? I'm so tired. It's been 40 years. (laughs) I know. No, I went to Stanford recently and I took a, um, there was a class or a lecture on sleeping. And when when they said like, when you're in like kindergarten, that's the best (laughs) for sleep. So I make a point to, to get it when I need, sometimes I'll do two a day, but it's only 10 minutes and it's invigorating. And I need to do that, especially when my energy is low. Um, to, to get that belief back in myself and that, um, that thrill, but I have the courage to do this. Well, that's amazing. Well, I I have one more that I want to ask you about, and it, and it has to do with, I think it's so beautiful because it's, it, it talks about your love for Trent and your mothering. Uh, but before I forget the last point about what you said to prove to everyone you are the most interesting person, <laughs> you did go back to Stanford. You, I, I remember each time I'm going back to Stanford. I live in a dorm. I'm gonna be, like, how amazing is it to summit your career and then 
go do these other things. And why I love that about you, and I think it's such a, you're such a good role model for the world, is I'm in this place where I have this teenager who's, everybody lives under the pressure of like trying to be a copycat to please other people. Meaning I, I want to get into college, so I have to check this list. I have to do it this way, in this order, on this path, or somehow it won't be good enough for the rest of the world. And you have followed a really unconventional path. And yet you've said, if this still delights me in life, like I'm still going after it. And I I just, I love that. I have to say. And motherhood is something you also did as an experience in life. And recently grandmotherhood. Yes. Um, I'm helping helping them by babysitting twice a week, which has been a total dream. But yeah, I I was a mother. to do that. Can't wait. I like that. I'm going to be a, I, I like, I think I'm going to be a more hands-on all the time Nona than I was a working mom. Oh, and yeah, I don't yeah. mean, like, I, I was totally hands-on, but you know what I mean? Like I'm looking forward to like being the, being the caregiver. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what happened for me. <laughs> so you have this beautiful um, insight called don't be a jerk. And yeah. it's a letter to Trent and I, I honestly makes me want, like, I, I feel very emotional. Like COVID, I think, is making me very emotional in general. But I read this and I just was bawling, crying, because it's so beautiful. Oh, um, thank you. And it, it, I was angry. Uh, there was Every emotion in the book came out. No, in, in the book, that I didn't mean it that way. Every emotion came out when that letter, I received a letter from a woman who basically who does, who did the opposite. She stayed home with her kids and raised them from home. And I worked and there was a lot of press about me out there, um, being a working mom and you know, the, the type of, um, ideas that I had to keep our relationship going while I traveled constantly. And she basically was judging me on the decision and the choices that I made and the, the parenting style that I had. So, um, and it was hard. And I had Trent read the letter too. And that the, it's called Don't Be a Jerk. And it sounds like I'm calling her a jerk for judging me and putting me down. But it was really about how I, my initial reaction was going to be to be a horrible person back. <laughs> and right. I had to, and that was like, my instinct was do not put me down for the choices I've made and to go back at it and to p- post it on Facebook and say, look what this person said. And I had to, I had to take a deep breath and think. You know what? We all have our personal reasons for the choices we make. It it wouldn't have been fair to me or to her or to my son to to go out and almost bully her into um, feeling badly about sending that note. I mean, it was that was her choice to do that. I wanted to show Trent that I could be the adult in the room and and celebrate that we have our differences and not, and not be a jerk here. We, we could choose basically here. We could choose whether we're going to be a jerk in life. And I choose not to be, I choose if I can keep my emotions to myself in these type of situations and let people um, come out and tell me how they feel, but I don't have to get angry or, or um, take, take it out on anyone else. So that was my, lesson there. And let me tell you, 
don't be a jerk is something I have to tell myself every day. It's not like I'm this evolved human being and I'm, wow. I, I love when you say maybe there is the occasional Mother Teresa out there who does not dream of getting even when getting when someone cuts her to the court. But I am Mother Leslie. Revenge <laughs> sounded good to me for a moment. I, I really do think this is something any working mom can relate to, frankly, any mom. And I'll tell you why I love this advice. And I'm going to ask you to this is your heads up. I'll give everybody a take action challenge. I, because when you're a mom, you are, and you say this, it, it, which I think is so beautiful, it's like, I love my career, but I truly, madly, deeply love you most of all. And that's to your son. See, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. It's so sweet. And, but is, if you're a mom, like, it is, I love my children so much that if anyone were to say something to me that would be like, you're not a good mom, or you're, like, it is the most offensive thing you could possibly say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most important thing. I love them the most. So, and I think either way, trying to justify your choices to other people, usually people are doing that out of a sense of hurt or insecurity, not really being malicious, you know, right, like right, your right. own pain and weakness, not really a desire to hurt other people, but rising above and then choosing to walk the walk um, for the benefit of your child is the ultimate act of being a good mother rather than trying to be mean to prove to somebody else she's your good mother. I was like, ooh, that's next level. That's some next yeah, level yeah, stuff yeah, right there. Yeah. So it, that's you like know Mother Leslie Teresa. This <laughs> what happened right there. <laughs> and there aren't that many like perfect moms, like Mother Teresa's out there. I mean, I I think I'm a perfect mom, being that I worked and I gave him everything at the time. Sure. There was guilt and there was envy. I envied Keith. He stayed home. But you know what? My son is 27 years old and he thanks me mm -hmm. for the role I had in his life. And I just brought him into what I was doing. I brought him to work with me and we talked about work when I was home and now he has his own business. So I think that it's, you, as long as you have a, a loving relationship and every moment matters and counts, I, that's what, you know, and I could say this now that the kid is older at the time I would have him, you know, rate me at the end of the year. How did I do? <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's, it's first of all, if you have a teenager, it doesn't matter what you do. It is not a good rating. Yeah. <laughs> like, turns out, I don't like the way you breathe. That is nothing. There's no mom that's going to get that one right. <laughs> well, and I bet right now with everyone living in the same house 24 seven, there's a, there's a whole. Yeah. It's not show. you. It's them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Leslie, this has been like, you've given such wisdom in, in this podcast and it's not enough. So I think I've already shared how to go get the book. I think most people just go to Amazon, but what else would you tell us? Like, where else should people go tune in to follow you, get some pretty good advice yeah. book, but on an ongoing basis? I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Um, I, and I think if, I think the book is, first of all, it's super cute and colorful because Abram's published it. So it's, it's like a, um, it's a pretty book and there's some photos in there. So I think it's cute. And there is, I, and you can get it. A lot of, of the small bookstores are opening now. So there you can contact your local bookstore or I, I think, um, I'm on Facebook too, but I think Instagram's where I'm hanging. Where do you hang most of all? Instagram. Yeah. Totally. I I've kind of moved. I used to do more time on Facebook, but I found it, you know, it's just a, more chaotic environment. And I like the one-on-one -on -one messaging that's just calmer somehow on Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
but it is a beautiful book. And so people should definitely go get it. I have to say, I'm like, oh, I love this book. It's inspired me to want to like do another book one day because I don't think I totally did the book I wanted to do. And I like, like yours better, but I'm not going to copycat it. Well, here's the, this is a, uh, actually, inspiration to be as original as you were. And we're calling, <laughs> we're calling this a, uh, a new kind of genre of business book. It's like a MBA memoir. It's all, it's like a, it's a memoir in a way, but it's so easy. There's no, um, heavy burden in reading it. Cause right. you go from beginning like, to that? Yeah. You want. but I think people should, I'm encouraging people to write down their own advice. I am sure your listeners have better advice than I do. They, they just maybe haven't had the chance to sit down every day, write a little story that, or write something. Oh, you know what my mom always said to me, just keep a separate book of all those things you've heard your whole life or the things you live by. And then you can pass that down to your kids, your book of pretty, basically that was a real, I, my grandkids going to get this. So it's like, you're going to be putting your pretty, pretty good is uh, because of the beauty industry. I was doing my play on words with that, but it could be. I whatever. got that. <laughs> I'm clever like that. I totally got that. But do you know what it does make me think in my head? Do, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with Leslie, with, with Leslie, with Larry right. David? Yes. Pretty, pretty good advice. <laughs> <laughs> is that he does he say that oh yeah he always goes pretty pretty good pretty pretty good it's so funny so now oh. i look at your device and i say pretty <laughs> all right i'll have to check okay out. so self-made as a concept you are so self-made that's why you're my kind of gal and i truly believe people there's, you know, fate, may, maybe, I don't know, but you can manifest your own destiny through action every day and you are self-made and you make, take or leave other people's advice. At the end of the day, advice doesn't make you get anywhere. It's your action with it. Right, right. Um, and so if you were to give people a take action challenge, meaning, okay, they've heard this, I'll give them the advice, like go get the book and read it because it will inspire you and go get the thousand dollars and find the typo. But if you... What is your thing that in the next one hour after listening to the podcast, what action should they take to have a better life? Oh, just one thing to have, have a better life. Just go like, and in gleaning from your advice, like it says, like, go do this. What should they do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, wow. Something has happened to me in the book. I talk about pen pals a lot. And even at one of your events, your hooplas, I've talked about this. And it's even, people are even talking about this in the New York Times. People are writing letters again. And I actually put, don't tell anyone. And if you're listening, please don't listen to this part. But I actually put my address in the book and, I, and I'm asking people to write to me if they want to get started. But I, and I'm writing back and I'm getting so many letters right now, Jessica, you would not believe, because this is the time to reflect from pen to paper and something happens when you know there's somebody at the other end of that letter and someone you don't need to know. So what I'm, what I'm suggesting everyone do, if you know someone kind of well, maybe through a Zoom call or someone through um, a neighbor, that you assign a pen pal and you start writing them back and forth. And I have rules in the book about this. It is life-changing. And I have seen this happen time and time again. I have a guy who's in his 50s in the UK, and we don't really, we didn't know much about each other before we decided to be pen pals. There's something, um, it unlocks something very differently inside of you 
when you're writing a letter, handwritten letter to someone you don't know all that well. And if you need a pen pal, write to me and I'll set you set and send you a name, someone you can write to and see, see what so happens. Why I think you're one of the most interesting people on the planet. <laughs> I think that sounds amazing. I, I, and I think people would communicate better with each other that way. And maybe it's one of the reasons I like not love Facebook as much lately is they just aren't necessarily thoughtful about the words you quickly write, how it can make other people feel and enhance their lives. Whereas I think if you're writing a letter, you really got to think yeah. deeper about that one. You have to think deep and you're, it's basically what flows out of your mind. It's like being in the moment more than you will ever know. Cause you're writing what your pen tells you to write. It's, it's just a very interesting idea. Don't, don't poo poo this one. You guys, it's pretty major. Okay. I love it. Well, Leslie, that thank you so much for being on the podcast and, uh, and for all of those tuning in, you know, where to go give, um, go find Leslie's book and it has already got great reviews. And so speaking of reviews, if you like what you've heard today, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to review the self-made podcast, wherever you listen to it and share it. Hashtag a self-made podcast and take action. Cause um, after all my friends, you are self-made. <laughs>